What's going on, listeners? This is your host, Brother X. And before we get started with today's episode, I just want to let you know about uh, this wonderful platform called Anchor. It is one of the number one free uh, podcasting platforms that allows you to both not only record, edit, and design your podcast to your needs, where you're able to push out and distribute your podcast to all your listeners across all the different podcasting platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, they are connected to it, and they're a wonderful platform. It's totally free. You can check them out at anchor.fm. And with that being said, guys, let's get into this. And welcome back to another episode of the Truth and Transparency Podcast. Um, this is your host, Brother X, and with me I have, well, I don't have the coach of scientists because, you know, um, Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan were at the Oscars, and somehow I saw the coach of scientists somewhere in the background. So, um, listeners, I might be in the business of finding a new co-host. But here on the Truth and Transparency Podcast, we talk openly and honestly about everything in between, why people can't get right in 2023. And, um, yeah, man, pray for pray for Brother X, man, because I don't know. Maybe I'll have the coach of scientists back by next week. Um, but before we go any further, I want to make sure we introduce our what our guest, our sound engineer, the man of many things. The man is eating three garlic breads in his mouth right now. Mr. Smith, introduce yourself. It's a breadstick, and that shit is delicious. Um, it is. Anywho. Something, something uh, nice, hard, and soft going in you. What did he say? Hey. Oh. Hey. Bruh. All right. Yeah, you Anywho. That <laughs> no, that's going to stay in there. I, I already got some for that. But um, it's your favorite fish, Peter Pan. Asshole. It's your favorite Fed's favorite Fed, Mr. Smith, also known as the sound by Poppy, also known as Mr. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Listeners, for the comments, plays, and subscriptions, keep feeding us, and we'll keep feeding y'all. A few quick things. Number one, shout out to the Chaotic Culture Podcast for always showing us love and support. Go check them out. Number two, you know, people, please uh, share us, you know, subscribe, tell your friends, you know, as we as we grow. We, we can be able to produce more content, more things that you like, give us ideas. We're always looking for, as Brother X and, and Culture Sciences like to say, donations. Dollars. Donations. Gifts. I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> I'm about to say, it, it don't feel the same. It, 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 it don't. It, no, no, no. Um, number three, RIP to the great Bobby Caldwell, a.k.a. What You Won't Do for Love, and the fact that a lot of people that are our generation didn't even realize that man was white until we saw the music video and was like, that man got some soul in him. The hell? Uh, number four, uh, shout out to our little sister, Gabby, who uh, is, is, you know, big doing, doing big time things, man. She is, uh, has her show on YouTube called wise up in partnership with TurboTax, where she is getting comedians uh, and quizzing them on I would say TikTok or social media people that have all these, you know how you always hear those people be like, um, uh, tax hack. If you want to do this, you should you should identify yourself as an S7 corporation. It's like, is that true or false? Like, nigga, you you gapping or not? Nah? You pulling a Donald right. Trump or not? Nah? So right. uh, big shout out to her. You know, definitely, definitely the HU homie, Hampton University, the standard Talk of excellence. Not that dog. But shout University, out to... You know? The Dog Park University for making it to the NCAA tournament. Yo, you get your one of the year. <laughs> no worries. And then lastly, shout out to the great Kendrick Lamar. To Pimp a Butterfly anniversary. How many years, Brother X? 
Eight years, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. What, Matt, Matt, what's your favorite? What's your favorite song on there? See, I was actually thinking about that the other day. It's between if these walls could talk, these walls versus the black and the berry. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Because me, if, like, I love, I love the musicality. I believe it's the correct term of mm-hmm. the chorus of both. But when that beat drop on Black and the Berry, yeah. like you hear like every bit of the drums, phenomenal. What about you? Yeah. Um, okay, so it's a tie for two. And then one, if I gotta be in a specific, well, I don't even gotta be in a specific mood. It's just if I'm in a mood. If I'm in one of those I need to be left alone type moods, I'm playing you. Just j- the screaming alone at the beginning of it is like. Just, that, yes. that just feels like I, sh- I should be doing it, but I can't, but it's doing it for me. So I feel a little bit of release. But if I had to pick, it would be between um, industrialized because mm-hmm. that old school, like 90s feel when the beat switches or uh, how much does a dollar cost? That is when uh, that man turned around. Yeah. When that man turned around and started, he was like, I'm God. I'm like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> He hit you with a, you know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Which Sounds is really great. funny because neither one of us actually said all right as one of our as our favorite. I think mainly because all right is like a a smash hit, but it's one of those things where it's like kind of played out and you want one of them deep album cuts for like your favorite. Granted, all right can be played in any situation, so I wouldn't mind that, but if I go to that album, I'm definitely playing how much does dollar cost. I'm definitely playing industrialized. And I'm and then all right, I will play as well. But those two I definitely will play, hands down. Yeah, listeners. If you want to hear more of our thoughts about Kendrick Lamar as an artist, you can always go back to our previous March Madness of last year, which Mr. Smith will put in post what episode that is. Thank you, Mr. Smith. Now moving on, we're actually going to get into our mental health check for this week. Mr. Smith, how are you feeling? Um, I'm ready to choke people at work. Wow. I just... How's that anything new? You know, you say that, it's just, I I don't know. Maybe it's just because, like, you know, we're being truthful and transparent, right? For me, sometimes it's a gift and a curse to be a technical person because Mm -hmm. you know, like, the back-end system, so you kind of like the technical jargon, but at the same time, if you deal with someone that doesn't know the technical jargon, then sometimes when they try to like direct you to the problem, it's like pulling teeth, right? Mm. So, for instance, if you could say something, and of course, uh, listeners, I know I'm a fan. I'm not going to give anything that's going to give away secrets, so don't even try it. But if you were to say something on the lines of like, oh, I want to take this trip. Okay, my brain immediately goes, well, how much is the flight? How much is the resort? How do we get there from transportation from the airport to the resort? How do we get back? Do we need any other fees? How are we going to eat? All that goes in my mind. If I talk to somebody else, they go, well, the resort's cool. All right. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that should be good. So how are we getting there? Oh, no. What are we going to eat? Oh, no. Those I don't knows is like, you lazy bastard. And that's kind of like been my life, but you know, I I just try to deal with it the best way possible. But long story short, a nigga need a vacation, and I'm ready to take one. However, well, weren't you hanging out stay. with um, Usher throwing those? Well, that's, that's 
that's what I was getting to. Uh, no, and of course, uh, shout out to both Queen C and Teacher Bay. By the time you guys are hearing this, Queen C's birthday would have just passed, and Teacher's Teacher Bay's birthday is the day that this episode drops. Um, we were just in Vegas for the Usher residency, and I will give it to him. That man can put on a performance. It, it was it was lit. Um, he had something for. I'm gonna say everybody. I'm not gonna say all ages because that uh <laughs> that stripper scene was like whoa <laughs> that was a, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then when she walked out, look even even when the stripper walked out, even the ladies was like, well shit, girl, I do her the hell like what? So yeah, if you don't get a chance to, I highly recommend you do the Usher residency uh, because that that was definitely a good time. He definitely gave an outstanding performance. He definitely goes through the crowd. So he's kind of like all over the place. Unless you're in the nosebleeds, then you know you got no chance. But if you're like anywhere between the lower levels or like right where the DJ booth is, somewhere around there, you might get a chance. For, you know, to to. So so Man. so how was how how was Teacher Bay acting? Oh, she was losing her goddamn mind. I mean, he didn't really come to our side per se because we were close to the stage, but and so he would be on the stage most of the time. But then when he came off the stage. It was like the middle portion of the of the arena of the uh yeah, I guess you call it Dolby Live, but he came down the middle and was going up through the VIP sections. Dog, he called this one dude out because he had like this uh blinging like uh a rope chain, whatever. And you know, everybody dressed to the nines, whatever, but he's in VIP with this girl. Now everybody in VIP has like champagne and roses and strawberries, except them. So this man literally pulled, like, Boondocks called it. He literally turned around. He was like, bruh, you, you, you know, you, you got your lady here. You ain't got no champagne. You ain't got no strawberries. But you're blinging on your neck. What, what's going on here? Then told this man to get up with his girl and try to slow dance while he's singing to him. And then said, oh, you one of the niggas that stand on the wall when you in the club. I was like, oh, no. Wouldn't let that shit happen to me, though. Raymond. <laughs> Usher Raymond. <laughs> Raymond, you didn't have like, to do I, that. I was like, ah, oh, damn. I was like, well, um, so guys, this was fun. But yeah, no, greatly, highly recommend uh, you go see the residency. Outside of that, Lolo's in Vegas, if you're listening, please sponsor us. Y'all food was amazing. Um, shout out to the server, Vic. You was that nigga. I'm going to give you your flowers. You was that nigga. That's all I'm going to say. Respect. Respect. Uh, and I guess for myself, for my mental health, man, I, like I said last week, pray for teachers, man. We in, we, we in the, the dark days, the dog days of springtime it, It's getting real tight. Ain't no correcting a lot of behaviors. Some students are just who they are at this point, And you just try to hold down that batch, the hatches until you get to the end of the year. Um, overall, man, I just be tired, man. I be sleepy. I don't know about Mr. Smith, man, but I just be sleepy, man. I get home from work, like you know, you sometimes you have energy to go do stuff. No, I just be sit. My body told me sit your ass down today. I was going to go to the gym. My body said no. Mm-mm, we ain't doing that. <laughs> like you can fight it, but you ain't going to enjoy it. <laughs> so, oh no, man, I'm I'm doing all right. The fam's doing well. Talk to my brother like always, but um, I believe it's a blessing. But yeah, oh no, I think I think we're good, man. So, you know, it's about that time. I think, Mr. Smith, 
You want your music this week? Play your theme music. Okay. So we're going to run through these fast, people, because, um, yeah. So the NBA, uh, the Western Conference, is heating the hell up. The Lakers... They're trending in the right direction, even with all of the craziness that happened and all the lost games that hit, um, you know, throughout the whole season. Like, they're in the playoff hunt, and you're talking, you know, they at, at one point wasn't even considered to be a play-in. And now there is literally two, maybe three games that separates the tipsy from the fifth seat, hell, even the fourth seat. So, like, if you get on, you go on a on a winning streak. You can talk, you can talk yourself out the play in. That's the craziness of this of this of the Western Conference. So, the Lakers are definitely trending in the right direction. Golden State is trending in the right direction. Dallas is slumping because of um because of Luca who's injured and Kyrie's a little a little banged up too. I don't know, man. Dallas might be uh. Might be an early exit. You never know. Um, going think, forward with think, that, you think Kyrie gonna come back to Dallas? Yeah. No. Wow. Well, uh, mm, honestly, it depends on how the Lakers do with D'Angelo Russell. If they want to keep D'Angelo Russell, then I don't know if Kyrie's gonna come back to Dallas or if he goes somewhere else. But I think that's what we gotta look out for is like how the Lakers treat D'Angelo Russell. Uh, speaking of one of those teams that are slumping Memphis, uh, John Moran, remember, <laughs> you remember last time listeners, uh, he checked himself into a, uh, counseling and rehabilitation, uh, for, I believe it was alcohol and maybe, maybe drug. I, I know it was alcohol, but it was mainly for like stress and anxiety. And whoever was the people, whoever was the, the, the club that released them photos of him in a strip club, nigga, Why? That did that had nothing to do with it. That man was enjoying some rest and relaxation. We'll say that. <laughs> and, and and I'm gonna just put it this way: you know the stripper was comfortable because her heels was off, so she was getting that bag. She was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be here for a minute. Let me take these shoes off. Let me um, get some of that Powerade money." Listen, so uh, you know he um, definitely. Had an interview as of the time of this recording. He had an interview with Jalen Rose, where he basically is kind of doing damage control, um, and he's stating that, you know, uh, Jalen asked him, "Well, whose gun was it? Did you bring?" He's like, "Well, it's not my gun, and I take full responsibility." But if you listen to like the actual clip, like you could tell this nigga rehearsed the hell out of that line over and over and over and over again. And this man pulled a Steph Curry. He showed up with no shape up, no retwist, no nothing. He just came. Hey, 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 hey. You leave my fellow light-skinned brother out of this. He has been a model no. citizen of society. Right, he had. I'm saying, like, you know how, like, when Steph Curry's locked in, he doesn't have a shape up. When he doesn't have a shape up, you're like, oh, boy. And now if he has a shape up, it's like, we have a chance. But if he doesn't have a shape up, it's like, this nigga go for 40. John came in without no shape up and with no retwist. He was like, oh, this nigga's been going through it. Fair point. Um, my, my my comment is retracted. Carry on. <laughs> but um, 
you know, I, I, I hope it, it did come out that the NBA suspended uh, Ja for eight games without pay, which is interesting because I thought they would have been way harsher than that. But I guess because he didn't bring it in, it was in a club and it wasn't in the NBA arena or in the locker room or on the plane and they didn't have any conclusive evidence that it was, I guess he got a light, a light sentence. So, Ja, let this be a lesson, my nigga. Leave that shit at home. Go be a family man. Right. Question. I read a report that it actually said that he was going to get some of that suspension as time served for some of the games he already missed. Is that true? Yeah. So they said that he's eligible to return or ramp up as early as uh, at the time of this recording, I would say the following Monday. So that would be the um, the 20th. Yeah. So as of the 20th. He's eligible to return, not to say that he would, but he can ramp up back to NBA speed before the end of the month, which, again, that's insane, but, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, we're, we're hoping, you know, we're going to root for him, and hopefully everything will work itself out. Now, to the speed round that is the NFL. We're going to start. We're going to run through these real quick, listeners. So, uh, Chicago had the number one pick and was like, yeah, we don't need that. So, um. Who wants it? And remember, listeners, that all these teams were basically stating like, oh, you know, we're going to try to throw everything that we can to get this number one pick off of the Bears because, you know, they don't necessarily need it. And Carolina was like, yeah, we see your trade. We see your uh, compensation. We're going to raise you one. So they're going to give up their pick, which is the ninth pick in this draft, the 61st pick of well in this draft, a first round pick in the next draft, and a second round pick in the, su- in the subsequent draft, as well as their number one wide receiver, DJ Moore. I'm sorry, the Bears please the fuck out the Carolina Panthers. But hey, Carolina Panthers are going for their quarterback, so I can't be mad at them. They're in rebuild mode. Um, Aaron Rodgers came out as of the time of this recording and was like, yeah, I'm going to the Jets. Figure that shit out. Like, if that ain't the epitome of white privilege, I don't know what it is. This nigga literally came out and was like, I play for the Jets. Y'all need to figure that shit out. <laughs> um, Zeke on the Cowboys was actually released. Uh, they couldn't come, the sides couldn't come to a restructured contract. And honestly, he was playing well below his contract pay. And Tony Pollard actually was blowing his ass out the water when it came to yardage as well as touchdowns. So I get it. Uh, Miles Sanders as well as Hunter Hurst are going to Carolina. So, you know, they're starting to make some some very good strategic moves to fill in some pieces. Jalen Ramsey being traded from the Rams to the Miami Dolphins. So Miami is looking scary, right? Uh, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster went to the Patriots for the same contract that Jacoby Myers is going to the Raiders. And Jacoby even asked that from the Patriots first. So it's kind of interesting that Jacoby, to me, is better than Juju but doesn't have, like, a brand name like Juju. So that's probably what it was like, oh, well, we don't need him, but whatever. Uh, running back from Detroit, Jamal Williams is going to go to the Saints uh, to back up Alvin Kamara, which means Alvin Kamara is injured, which he probably will be. Jamal Jamal Williams is a solid backup. and can really – it might – hey, you never know. He might actually take uh, Alvin Kamara's starting gig, so you never know. Um, Matt Ryan was released by the Colts, which is – hilarious like i that nigga was trash and uh, oh. listen listen i'm telling y'all now if matt ryan goes to the commanders where quarterback dreams go to die i'ma laugh my ass off straight up um jimmy g 
uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, signed to the Raiders. So they got their number one quarterback under his old head coach, his old former, I think, assistant head coach. Uh, Darren Waller in the same same break got traded to the Giants, which that was a shocker. Uh, and Darius Slay, who is a cornerback, who was a cornerback for the Eagles, was released. They will be seeking a new team as a true number one corner, you know, that's probably going to try to make a, a tandem with another good corner to make a lockdown. So, Baltimore, if you can do it, get him. Uh, which, speaking of Baltimore, that brings me to my last point. The Lamar Jackson saga has continued on. And like I said, listeners, I, I go lie. I'm tired of hearing about it because I just want this man to sign and whatever. But I will end off with this. Honestly, I'm going to give you all a little bit of information as to why I believe he will still be a Raven. These are the teams and these are the quarterbacks associated with him. Atlanta got Taylor Heineke. Arizona got Kyler Murray. Carolina got Andy Dalton in the number one pick, so they're going to get somebody else. Chicago got Justin Fields. Dallas has Dak Prescott. Detroit has Jared Goff. Green Bay has, well, since, oh, Jordan Love, since Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets. Uh, L.A. Rams got Matt Stafford. Minnesota got Kirk Cousins. New Orleans got Derek Carr. The Giants got Daniel Jones. 49ers got Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold, which, ow, or whatever. Uh, Seahawks got Geno Smith. Tampa got Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. Washington has Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Bills have Josh Allen. Bengals have Joe Burrow. Browns have Deshaun Watson. Broncos have Russell Wilson. The Texans and the Colts are probably going to get theirs through the draft. Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes. I said right earlier the Raiders got Jimmy G. Chargers got Justin Herbert. Dolphins got Tago. Ooh, I'm not. I can never say that man's name. Tago Viola, Viola, whatever, whatever. Uh, Matt Jones got. I mean, Patriots got Matt Jones. The Jets now have Aaron Rodgers. Steelers got Kenny Pickett, and Titans got Malik Willis. There's really nowhere that Lamar Jackson can go. That number one will have the, the money that he's looking for. Number two is not in rebuild mode because he's in his prime and wants to win now. And number three that he won't suffer from, or that will not put in the work to make that contract to where Baltimore is not going to be like, oh, whatever their cap space is, we're just going to match it. So. Again, I'm just waiting for him for them to say Lamar Jackson is now going to sign long term with the Ravens. It's going to be this much money. We can put ourselves behind this and be done with this shit. But if you have any other NFL questions, comments, or concerns, or if you want to learn more about it, hit up my boy Red Wolf at his YouTube or his Instagram. His link will be in the description below. All right. Well, since we're playing music this week, uh, Mr. Smith, we have a very special edition of What the Fudge Studios. It's going to be food edition. Uh, play the music. All right, listeners, um, there's enough food stuff going around where I'm like, all right, we got to give it its own segment this week. So this first one is a no-brainer to most people, but you know, we, we just got to talk about stuff, but people just, people just going people. So apparently a Chicago man sues Buffalo Wild Wings for false advertisement saying boneless wings are just chicken nuggets. What? Duh. So to read more into it, a Chicago man is suing Buffalo Wild Wings for false advertisement, claiming the restaurant tricked him into thinking boneless wings were actual wings. How? I mean, Helene. I think I said that right. 
filed a a complaint on Friday alleging that the boneless wings are more like chicken nuggets. The plaintiff said the wings are slices of chicken breast meat, chicken breast meat, deep fried like wings. Okay, I'm 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 surprised you. Where are we going with this? Unbeknownst to plaintiff and other consumers, the products are not wings at all, but instead slices of chicken breast. Yes, did I read that again? I apologize if it did. Indeed, the products are more akin in composition to a chicken nugget rather than a chicken wing. Haim or Haim described the wings as a clear-cut false advertisement. Consumers should be able to rely on the plain meaning of a product's name and receive what they are promised, he said. He added that if he knew it was chicken breast, he wouldn't have paid as much for the wings. My nigga, you probably went there on the Thursday where it was buy one, get one. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> The plaintiff advised the popular food chain to change the name of the wings and maybe call it boneless chicken. But uh, we're gonna continue. Had Miss Eileen uh known that the products are not chicken wings, he would not have purchased them or would have paid significantly less for them. The lawsuit states as a result, Miss Eileen suffered a financial injury due to due to defendants false and deceptive conduct. Mrs. Smith, I don't know about you, but Sir, why are you playing on um uh, Jonathan Major's internet? Like what why? Like how are you dog? When have you ever heard of a boneless wing? How do you think that muscle or that meat or wherever you're getting it from is gonna move? <laughs> like let, let let let's let's use some common sense. If it don't look like that, did you not have the internet? Did you not Google it? How are you going to a chain restaurant and not thinking, oh, let me look at what I might order? And even when you get there, you have a menu you can look at that shows it. So how were you shocked or surprised by this? And they say you suffered financial injury. Nigga, how much did you spend? This ain't one of them like top tier wing joints. Nigga, you obviously this is your me, first time. I think that's the part that makes me laugh is the fact that it says suffer financial injury like nigga you gotta buy one get one relax <laughs> like sir you better just go on somewhere eat your little chicken nuggies and, and shut up because yep. dog although it has been reported we've talked about it before people have won lawsuits for less um look at i.e the um the woman who sued all i think it was all state about getting the std from being having sex in the back of a car geico Thank you, Geico. She got, she won that lawsuit. Another person won a lawsuit because McDonald's gave him too high coffee. Like, dog, this shit is crazy. Like, I need people to know where they're going to buy food ahead of time. And even then, dog, once you saw it, you can tell them to take the food back and that you don't want it. You can, you can, you, you, you really can coffee. just be like, okay, I don't want this. This is not what I thought it was and return it. Be that person. Be a Karen before you sue over some dumb shit like that. Technically, wouldn't if you sue, wouldn't that be a Karen Pro, like a Karen Pro Max, like an iPhone? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. It's like the okay. advanced version. It's the upgraded version. Yes. <laughs> but Mr. Swift, you got any thoughts besides that? I, I, I again, it's, it's a, if you okay, I think the sentence that kills me was, maybe they should call it boneless chicken. They did. It's called a boneless chicken wing. <laughs> let's let's use our context clues. Bone 
list means there's no bone in the middle. Therefore, if there's no bone, it's not as much meat because the meat gets wrapped around the bone. Why are we like, why is this an issue? And I think it, I think it's one of those, um, I think it's just one of those things where it's like he's just suing just to sue. Cause it's like that's just dumb. And yes, don't get me wrong, food these days have shrank due to inflation and not having like you know enough materials or products, or whatever. But like I ain't gonna lie, this is white people shit. I just call it this. This is white people shit. Hey, hey, let it be known. You know what else is crazy? Because some people actually enjoy their um chicken wings with ranch. But Mr. Smith, do you think they're gonna go to said uh uh Buffalo Wild Wings and get the new ranch flavored ice cream that's coming to Walmart? If they do, if they do, I judge them to the end of eternity. So listeners, if you did not know, there is a new ranch flavored ice cream. Yes, I said that correct. Ranch flavored ice cream. Why? I about to say it'd be more blasphemous if they said blue cheese, but we're not here to talk about that. Um no. But apparently, according to this article, they said, are you someone who likes to dip your fries into your milkshake? That's a really odd way to start a, a story about that, but okay. Someone who loves a dessert that isn't too sweet. Again, where are we going with this? The newest ice cream flavor from Van Luen. Van Luen. I apologize if I said it wrong. Might be right up your alley. The company has teamed up with Hidden Valley. Okay, you got a high quality ranch to release a limited edition ranch dressing flavored ice cream, which will go on sale for a short time later this month in honor of National Ranch Day. Miss Smith, did you know there was a National Ranch Day? Uh, no, nigga, people stop making shit up, please. I, I, I genuinely, I, you know what. Getting back on track. The ice cream boasts the savory flavors of ranch, including buttermilk, flavory herbs, and a touch of sweetness, creating a delicious treat that pairs perfectly with salty snacks. If I see you pull out, if I go to somebody's, some kid's birthday party, and the kid got ranch ice cream, I'm taking my future child and I'm leaving. You don't need them type of terrorist taste buds in, your, in their life. Like, why are there herbs in my ice cream? Like, it goes on to say more, but listen, you get the idea. It's just ridiculous. I No, I would not let that be in my household. If I see it in someone else's household, I'm going to question your taste buds, especially if you are of the um, non-pigmented uh, society. Mr. Smith, any thoughts? I, I, think, I think I'm more just concerned because usually if you think of ice cream, you think of sweet. You think cold, hence the word cream. And ranch, even though it's creamy, definitely has a specific taste. And I don't think I can, like, no. Like, I just don't even sound attractive, right? And ill, just, ugh. I, I I only want ranch for my wings. Lemon pepper wet from Magic City, get it right. Or I want it on my salad. That's it. I don't need an ice cream. I don't need it in a lot of other things. Just a couple things. That's it. But this, this is, this is doing entirely too much. Um, uh, yeah. No. Get, stop. Get some help. You yeah. need to take it off these streets, like we took off that uh, Juneteenth ice cream that y'all try to uh, sell to us. But you know what? Since we're already here, 
and we, we, we talk about it all the time. You know what you can watch all that down with, Mr. Smith? Yeah, apparently uh, there's new talk of another, you know, vodka seltzer coming out. And the title reads, New Sunny D Vodka Seltzer offers the 90s orange juice with an adult spin. Now, listeners, I'm going to just save you the article, and I'm just going to put it this way. Basically, Sunny D is trying to copy Simply Lemonade with their Spike Lemonades, as well as what came before them, which was Mike's Hard, but it's a vodka seltzer. Number one, they're trying to do um, a screwdriver. And no, I don't. It's Sunny D is not actual orange juice, as as it is, it is uh, as uh, Queen C said, Tang's first cousin. <laughs> so... I, I don't know how that's going to work. Like, that just don't even sound appealing. Um, I don't know. It, it just, eh. I guess maybe, matter of fact, I know what's going to happen. More than likely, homeboy from Louisiana that did them crab boils, he going to use that and be like, now you want to put this, you can spice up your crab boils. It's going to give you that, really that flavor. Get that flavor in you. And I'm going to be like, uh, nigga, no, absolutely not. It is not of God. That's all I gotta say. It is not of God. Dog, let me find one of my students walking in first thing in the morning. They they stumble a little bit, walking in a zigzag pattern. And I ask them, little Johnny, what are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I just had some say this morning. It tastes kind of funny. Bruh, CPS. I'm calling them. Mm -mm. You better not. You better hide them. Dog, they look like white claws. Okay, I was wondering which one. I couldn't remember the uh, the name of the drink. Like, now, White Claws are good. Shout out to them. But no. Are they, it's, though? Are they good? It, that, okay, if you need something to get you by and you ain't got a lot, it'll work. I'm not going to say it's like the best thing on the market, but it does work for what you need to do. Fair enough. Okay. So, listeners, that just brings you another special episode of What the Fuck Studios. Uh, Mr. Smith. If I ever see this at your house, we 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 gonna have to move some furniture. Have a come to Jesus meeting. Um, it is not of God. Play our <laughs> outro music. Yeah, you ain't gotta worry about that. They ain't have. They ain't coming to this house. Not in here. Not in here. Huh? But. Now that we've gotten that out the way, we're going to go ahead and get into our next segment, which is now Mind You. Now, Mind You is a segment of the podcast where we talk about things that we found on the internet and our personal lives that we find interesting and want to share with you by saying, now, Mind You, to tell you the key or vital parts of said story. So the first one, um, dog, I'm sorry, I cannot get over what, what this person, you know what, I'm going to get into it. So apparently, this woman was actually attacked by a monkey. Why don't you listen up to this woman from Oklahoma? I was sitting here and I'm in this exact spot and I looked out the window and there was a monkey looking at me and I said, oh my God, there's a monkey. And I took a second take and I was like, there's a monkey on the front porch. Brittany Parker says she was stunned. He was trying to get into my house, uh, the little button that you push in on your screen door. He had broke it off. I was literally hanging on to the door, trying to hold my door closed. Parker says she called police and went outside when officers got there. That's when she was attacked. He crawled, jumped up my back and landed on my head, got on my head and grabbed handfuls of hair and just ripped it out. 
and then ripped my ear almost completely off of my head. Police say the monkey ran off after the attack. As we were looking for this, uh, this primate, uh, two shots were fired. Uh, they did come from the area of the victim's residence. Um, officers went back and responded back to that residence and then found that a family member of the victim shot the primate. Parker and police say they didn't know someone had a pet monkey. Friends of the monkey say his name was Jack. They sent us these videos. It's scary. It's absolutely scary. Very traumatizing. Do I let my child go outside? and play and be a normal child? Or do I need to worry every time that we step outside that we're gonna be a- Um, Mr. Smith, I know we about to get to like the seriousness of it, but um, can't, wh why did, were they feeding that monkey tricks out of a Yoplait bowl? I think that's probably what pissed the monkey off. I think the main thing I have to ask is- and I started thinking to myself, Man, what did he do to make them niggas that mad? Like, yeah. I, 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 I'm so confused on, like, you own a monkey who's a, the neighbor owned the monkey. The monkey got out and then pretty much attacked the woman. What did that woman do? Not saying the monkey's right, but what did that woman do? Because monkeys don't just attack unprovoked. Yeah, well, my question is, well, there's two questions. One, if she called the police like she said that she did, and you're struggling to keep them from getting in, why did you go outside? Okay, that was that was my other question. I was going to ask. <laughs> you stay inside, and you have more weapons you can protect yourself with. Secondly, listen, I know you can't see this because this, you only heard the audio, but she has whatever this yellow thing behind it. If you don't get this tricks off my screen right now, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Literally, she has this yellow thing that's like right by her ear. I promise you, listeners, I'm not. I'm not lying. It should look like the balled up uh, banana peel. It does. I, yeah, I can see that. It does. No, her ear looked like roast beef. I was gonna say it looks more like. Um, uh, the the people from the Legend of Zelda, Link's people, that have the wow, ear. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, is it okay, listeners? Is it messed up? Yeah, but if you see it, you'll know what I mean. Yeah, you got Google. You know what to do. Um, yeah, but the, that it's a, it's sad that the monkey got shot. But dog, one, you were stupid to go outside. Two, you were stupid to be anywhere near the monkey. Three, why did I, you know what? The way that monkey was standing there, he definitely had to have beef. It genuinely, like, he's just staring at him just like, dog, if you got time enough to take a picture, you should have been called um, animal control. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you know what? I was going to make a joke. It was going to be in poor taste. I'm just going to leave it to myself. All right, Mrs. Smith, let's move on to the next story. Um, Dog. I know Mr. Smith's going to bring this up, so I won't steal his thunder. But um, this next story is one that you may have seen in the news on CNN or any of your local news broadcasts. But over like recent history, there is a Mexican cartel which apparently is now apologizing and turning over five men that they say they were responsible for kidnapping of these Americans. One, I'm glad that the, the these these people were found. But um, 
when have you ever heard a Mexican cartel outwardly apologize for killing two of these five people or to and taking responsibility ever? Nigga, you supposed to be doing a crime crime. You a villain villain. Nigga, what is you doing? Like <laughs> you kill somebody, dog, that's it. You either you own it and be the villain that you are, or you take that shit to the grave. One or the other. Mr. Smith, do we have any audio for that? Uh, there's no audio, but I, I just want to break. I just want to catch y'all up on what we're talking about here. So the up to the the uh, subject reads: Mexican cartel apologizes, turns over five men they say are responsible for kidnapping of Americans. So according to AP News, a Mexican cartel has apologized for the kidnapping of four Americans, where two were killed. AP reports that five men are now in custody, and those responsible quote-unquote, acted on their own decision-making while going against the rules, a letter from the cartel reads. Now, number one, the four people that they kidnapped were Americans that, according to reports, were going to Mexico for a tummy tuck. It was three guys and one woman. Fuck that. They weren't going to the goddamn tummy tuck. They were trying to be narcos. We know this. It ain't, it ain't rocket oh. science. Them men ain't going down there for no damn tubby tuck. They were going down there because they was trying to be breaking bad but with weed or whatever type of drugs that they're trying to get. So, and they trying to get it from, they trying to, matter of fact, they try to be Frank Lucas. And um, instead of getting it from the record, the regular people, they try to fly away to Vietnam. Except this time, it's Mexico. But number two, yeah. how crazy is it that the Mexican cartel has more ownership of their shit than the U.S. system. Listeners, you heard this right. Cartel, which means they kill people. We know they kill people. You know what they do. There is no hiding it. They were the ones that said, oh, these five people did not... Um, these five people have gone against the cartel rules, which include respecting the life and well-being of the innocent. Let me repeat that. Gone against the cartel's rules, which include respecting the life and well-being of the innocent. So they have rules and regulations and stuff in their own organization. Mind you, they're a criminal organization. To leave the innocent alone, yet police are killing black people like it's no tomorrow. But that's a whole other story for another day. That's in probably multiple of our episodes. Please listen back to them. But the other thing is, it's crazy that they literally sent a letter to the uh, police of the, I don't know, I, I can't remember if it's American police or if it was Mexico, but they literally sent them a letter saying, hey, these five people did it. Here are their names. We're going to leave them here for you. And when the police showed up, there's the truck they were in, all five of them, hogtied, laid down, waiting for the police. When I tell you, that is some crazy shit. No, that is some crazy, that that's a mob That shit. is scary. Like, legit, yeah. that is legit scary because it's like, dog, do you know how much time it would have to take to accurately do that in such a way and clean it up? It is almost not the not almost, but a, a similar situation is when a dude gets in an argument with his girl because he fucked up. And instead of her just throwing his stuff out of the apartment or the house where he might have a chance of getting back, if his shit is folded, needed and organized out on the lawn before he gets home. Dog, you better go ahead and wrap it up. That is the equivalent of what happened here. Facts. Big facts. 
So, listeners, just stay, stay out of Mexico as much as you can. Um, be safe. Don't try to play Narcos. Don't try to play GTA. Don't be trying to be super fly. Don't be uh, Franklin. Just don't do it. I mean, I'm not going to say stay out of Mexico. I'm going to say stay where the tourists stay. Go to yeah. Cabo, go to Cancun, go to those places. Don't, 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 don't go to them hood. Don't go to them. them, them get. Like they even tell you when you're flying over there, hey, if you fly in here, I suggest you don't because you might not get out of there alive. Like you, you, you better go with somebody and know the area. They're from the area. True. Um, But listeners, this last one, um, it's just ridiculous. There, there has to be more to the story, but Apparently, a man in Utah robbed a bank there for one dollar. Not not two, not five, not a twenty, not 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 a, a Franklin, just one dollar. And then asked when the cops showed up to send him to the feds. Sir, why does this sound like an episode of some type of criminal procedural drama? To give you more information, a bank robbery. Suspect has been arrested in Utah for refusing to leave after demanding one dollar from employees. I know the employees were like, "Dog, if you don't get out of my face," <laughs> and instead, insists he waits for the police. Donald Santa Croce, yeah, I think it's Santa Cruz again. Santa Cruz, okay, mm -hmm. sixty-five years old, allegedly entered a Wells Fargo in Salt Lake City on Monday, where he handed a bank teller a note that said, it, "Please." Pardon me for doing this, but this is a robbery. Please give me one dollar. Thank you. Nigga, what is with these notes that criminals are giving nowadays, man? Um, it continues to say that reports show that employees motioned for uh the suspect to exit the building, but instead he told them to call the police while he waited in the lobby. Employees say the suspect allegedly complained about how long the police took to arrive at the scene. Nigga, what is you doing? Donald made a statement to the victims that they are lucky he didn't have a gun because it was taking the police so long to get there. The arrest affidavit said, following the statement, the branch bank manager ushered the employees to the back room for safety. No one was reportedly injured. The suspect was taken into custody where, when police arrived. He attempted to tell police that he intended to rob the bank for $1 because he wanted to get arrested and go to federal prison. All right. According to the suspect, he will rob another bank for more money if he gets out of jail. As of Wednesday, the suspect was no longer in police custody. Wow. Good job, uh, <laughs> uh, Utah police. Last week, the Utah Highway Patrol arrested him for a DUI, reckless driving, and a suspended license. So y'all just didn't learn your lesson, huh? <laughs> Sir, are you... Dog, you are really trying to get all five stars in GTA. Like, he, I, he, I don't know, I, Mr. Smith. I'm laughing, one, because he said, okay, so when he said he wanted to get arrested to go to federal prison, the first thing I'm thinking is, that is so damn specific. Are you trying to break somebody out of federal prison? Because that's what it sounds like to me at first, right? But then... Mm -hmm. When it said, according to Santa Cruz, he will rob another bank for more money if he gets out of jail. Why does that sound like our boy from um, from uh, Mississippi? Yeah, Jeff, Mississippi, talking about something. And when I get out, I'm going to steal a police car because God told me to. Wait, whoa, whoa, Jeff. I didn't tell you to do none of that. Calm down. Relax. 
No, that got to be his um, uncle or his cousin. Listen, long distance, somewhere. Because if I may quote, uh, you know, one of his statements, you're talking about, sorry, please pardon me for doing this, but this is a robbery. Please give me $1. I'm sure that black tell looked at him like, nigga. Really? Nah. Stop playing on my internet. Stop playing on my phone. But but you know, at the other the other point, he did have a point where he said they're lucky he didn't have a gun because it was taking the police so long to get there. I mean, at one point I would say the police probably looked at that, heard that dispatch call, like, okay, we got a suspect. He's wait, he's doing what? Robin? The bank? For how much? Hey, 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 Bob, come over here. Just you 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 gotta hear this shit. Get, Get on line three. Say that one more time, lady. And then Bob brings somebody else. Something, like that's probably how long it took him to get over there. But it is, you know, you gotta take everything seriously because you don't know, especially in this day and age, people's mental states are effed up. Yeah. And you don't know. This man could be saying that to be calm, and then one minute, the next minute, he snaps, and this story takes a whole nother turn. So I'm glad that you know he was taken into custody. But it is weird that. He said he would rob another bank for more money if he gets out of jail. And in the very next sentence is, as of Wednesday, he was no longer police custody. Huh? Wait. So this man told you what he going to do. And he was like, yeah, all right, whatever. You can go ahead and go and get out here. I'm going to tell you right now. This nigga is white. He got to be white. He tame man. Because ain't no way you can say that and be able to get out of there. Let that have been a black person. Hey, bro, if y'all let me out of here, I'm a, I'm a steal. I'm a rob another bank. Go ahead and send him to, uh, uh, go ahead and send him to Solitary. He's gonna be there for a while. Like that's what's gonna happen. But yep. that's, that's just weird, bro. That is just weird as hell. Oh man, that it's a shame that that's happening. But um, we're just gonna move on, man. Um, we actually do have a black business highlight this week. Um, I know if you. Turn to your your church bulletin. Um, um, you'll see it on the other page. This week's Black Business Highlight is Jadetta's Tea Room. It is a local uh, tea and coffee shop here in the Durham uh, Bull City area. Their motto is Tea to the People, for the People. They're actually located on 123 Market Street, Suite A in Durham, North Carolina, um, where you can actually get a multitude of different things. Definitely check them out. They are phenomenal, I believe. Coach of Scientists will have to correct me whenever she's back on the podcast. I believe there she is a friend of theirs. Um, it's a really dope spot on um, downtown, right by the Bull. You can see it right on the corner, right across from I believe it is the Marriott. So definitely check them out for all your coffee and tea needs. Um, as it becomes springtime, if uh, winter stops beating it over the neck, um, we can start getting some more tea. Those who are experiencing um, allergies, like I am, which is whooping my ass. Please, please, please get you some good tea, get some honey lemon tea. Um, but yeah, definitely support them. Again, that is Jadetta, J E D D A H S T Room on Instagram where you can check them out. All right. With that being said, guys, we're actually going to go ahead and get into this week's topic. Um, I'm sure you're probably wondering, well, uh, Mr. Smith, uh, Brother X, why haven't you talked about the Oscars? I'm glad you asked, listeners. Let's get to it. So um, this week's topic, you probably have seen it in the title. Um, we want to kind of break down um, the whole concept of Black people having to carry the burden 
And if you're a black person, you understand what that burden is. But we'll get more into that in a little bit. Listen, for those who don't know, Angela Bassett was up for the Oscar of Best Supporting Actress in a Movie. So she was in uh, she was in the category with a couple of different people, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, as well as a couple of actresses that were from um, the movie that basically took all the awards. Um, I, I, I get it wrong. It's like everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once is the name. Cool. Woo. Glad I got that right the first time. So you had a couple of supporting actresses from there. So it was like you you would assume if that movie is winning, you assume that characters that is a predominantly Asian and Pacific Islander uh, cast, I believe is the term. And if I'm and if I'm wrong, I do apologize. Um, you would think it'd be one of those people. But out of all the potential nominees, Jamie Lee Curtis, someone who had a very minor role in the movie, as I'm told, won the award for Best Supporting Actress. And when I tell you, listeners, if you've seen anything on the social media, you've seen Angel Bass's face. She was not pleased. She seemed to be very annoyed slash upset about the whole situation, which we understand. Um, but, you know, we as Black people, we support our own. And, uh, Mr. Smith, I just need you to play this. Um, you might be able to find this. It was it was a very short clip of Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, the the future buddy cop duo of the black community. Um, they had a, a, me- a very brief message for Angela Bassett. Take it away. Hey, auntie, we love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you heard that correct. Uh, Michael B said, um, hey, auntie, and then we love you. So, I mean, there's a very deep layer to that whole conversation. So to bring it all back in, um, the burden that we were talking about originally or what I was talking about at the beginning of this topic was having to always be on, having to have this, this suit of armor, this professionalism, this face of like not showing emotion when people playing on, playing on your phone or playing in your face and trying to act like it's cute. So people, mainly white people, some black people, which is really odd because I would hope that you get it were saying that it was wrong for her to show those emotions or she should be happy for the person who won. Dog, I get that in most cases, but there are so many Black women who have been overlooked in life, in this world, period, let alone in the Oscars, that it's like, dog, excuse her for having a very talented career to have a little bit of emotion when she felt like, dog, I, I I think she would, and again, I don't know her mind, I can't speak for her, but it seems very clear that if it was someone else in that category, that won, she might have not had the same reaction. She probably would have still been upset that she didn't win because we as a Black community saw that scene from Black Panther Wakanda Forever where she basically read Okoye to filth and let her know, um, no, you are not going to keep your job. You lost my only child that's left. <laughs> Woo, boy, if we... We might be able to play the audio because, listen, I need you to understand. If you hear the audio of this, you will know. Whoo, Mrs. Bill, take it away. I, I, one, listeners, I even give you a treat. I'm going to play the audio for you here. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can visit if she wished mine. It's with the ancestors. I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world and my entire family 
Charlie is gone. Have I not given everything? On your feet, General. I stood by you after Killmonger took the throne and you and the elders in this room stood by him while I ran begging to the Jabari for protection. And I warned you about taking my daughter on this mission and you lost her. So today, I am done. Yes. I want you to understand that that scene, when us as Black people heard it, people in the theaters on opening night were crying. Because if you, even if you never watched Black Panther, you knew Okoye's loyalty to the family and to the people of Wakanda. And the fact that you could hear in and the delivery of the queen where she said, where is where is your treacherous person? Oh, but you can find him where you can. Mine are with the ancestors. Have I not given it up? Like, you felt it. Like, at, at one point, I had to look at teacher and I'm like, I feel like I'm a child that's getting reprimanded. And I'm not even in the movie. But I felt like that's the stuff that we're talking about. That's Oscar worthy. That's why everybody, when that movie came out, said, Give her her shit right now. I don't care who it was. And don't get me wrong. I have not seen everything everywhere all at once. I have only seen bits and pieces. And Jamie Lee Curtis did a pretty good job. Me personally, Angela blew her out the water, but that's me. But at the same time, people have their own opinion. They both could have deserved it, you know, whatever. But you're also talking about a person that kind of ties back to this. She always had to be on, right? right. She's been... Rosa Parks, Betty Shabazz, Coretta Scott King, Michelle Obama, Tina Turner, What's Love Got to Do With It, How Stella Got a Groove, you name it, she's been there. And you mean to tell me like all of these pivotal roles, she's always gotten robbed. So excuse her if the one time where even, it's the equivalent of Beyonce not getting an album of the year or record or, you know, song of the year. Because like, Every, even even people are like, all right, come on, like, come on, like, my like, nigga. Like, 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 we know what this is going on. Like, I wouldn't ever, I'm not going to insult Jamie Lee Curtis because, I mean, she she is a solid actress. I love her in all the movies that she's done. But it's like, dog, the sense, if you ask the common person, you're going to feel like, oh, they just gave another award to a um, another mediocre or average white person. And especially listeners, for those who don't know, there's an article. We won't give them pub because it's crazy that when they did the interview that um, that this was said. But it's like basically one of the anonymous, because, you know, they don't want to take responsibility for what they said. We basically were bashing and bad mouthing. I think it was Viola Davis and other black actors when they're trying to raise up their concerns of feeling like it's like there's no balance and there's not any credibility to what the Oscars are doing or these awards are doing. And it basically the person who who responded to it basically told him to told him to sit down and shut up, and less and more colorful words. So when I say the statement of we always have to be on is that as a black person and the black experience again, not everybody's black experience is the same, obviously, but we have to have this cons or we feel like we have to because we have to literally survive in this world, especially in America and other countries where we have to be odd all the time, where it's like, 
we have to put up with a different level of disrespect and hardships and unnecessary stuff and to be okay with it and to not lash out because I'm going to use this sermon and it really bothers me to be the angry black person mm. to, oh my gosh, it's not that big of a deal. Is it happening to you? Would you be saying this is if this was happening to you type of situations? Like it's really a struggle because a lot of times we want to react. We want to be able to show emotions, but we all know if you're a black person, you've been in certain situations, dog, I can't react the way that I want to react because I'm going to lose my job or mm -hmm. someone's going to play the victim or someone is going to say, Oh my gosh, I, they're so hard to deal with. They're so hard to work with. No, I just don't put up with your shit. But now I'm the bad guy. And if we really want to be the bad guy, I promise you, you're not going to like the way that you, what you hear. Because you're talking real slick and I doubt your ass can cash that check. Mr. Smith, you have thoughts? So one thing is like uh, what Brother X said really was spot on is that we have to deal with microaggressions that I don't think. And I, OK, I'm going to be blunt. I don't think white America is ever ready to deal with. They don't have the mental fortitude to me or the necessary awareness to be able to handle. Like a good example, we call people Karens, right? When they hear the word Karen, they lose their shit. And then all of a sudden it's, I'm gonna call the police and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And you see all these videos of like, Black Americans, whether athletes or just regular everyday people or celebrities, where they're like, I'm doing this. You see it? I'm right here. Like, I have visual evidence as clearly as that. And the police will be like, well, what I saw is exactly what he's saying. So what are you talking about? And the next thing you hear is, well, officer, I just, I feel so amazing. And it's the tears, right? It's always that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's always that fragility. But God forbid, if we ever have that fragility, it gets stomped over. You always hear, and we've played it on multiple episodes, and we're going to play it here as well. You have to be what? Twice. What? Twice as good. Twice as good as them to get half what they have. Right? Yeah. That's a real statement, right? Even, I'm not going to say for myself that that applies perfectly, but there were people when I came out of college and was looking for, looking for jobs that were making double what I was making coming out. But I understood as, and, and we get that talk early on, hey, it's going to suck and you got to work harder. But you're going to get there. And the main thing is you got to persevere. You got to persevere. All of the Generation X, baby boomers, like that's what they've done. And I, and it's, I feel I always think about it's worse for them because, hell, white people didn't give a shit back then. They was beating the hell out of us, sick of dogs on us. You've seen the videos of, of uh, when schools were desegregated and then white people was creating like mobs just because people want to go to school. Like that's what we're talking about, right? But then if the roles were reversed, they couldn't handle five minutes of that. They couldn't handle there, there five. So many... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I was going to say that they couldn't even, I don't think they can handle 30 seconds of that because they're so used to getting their way. And 
it, it just really baffles me sometimes when they say like, oh, that was so long, long ago. Oh, you don't understand. Nigga, my, my parents, my dad is in his 60s, which means he grew up during that time. So if my dad, the person that I've come from, has experiences like that, what makes you think it's that long ago? Now, right. I would understand if it's like, you know, all right, the Emancipation Proclamation was 1863. Okay, that was that was a good minute ago. But the 60s, we always joke about the fact that, oh man, 30 years ago, we think it is the 70s. Nah, nigga, that was uh that was 1992. Ooh. But even if you could count under a hundred years, it was not that long ago. And for us, we have been conditioned to always have to be like, no matter what. We have to be on at all times. And I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a kick it back to you, Brother X. I'm going to say this. Uh, personally, when I was going through the breakup with my ex, during that time, the pandemic was hitting. And, you know, obviously, when you go through a breakup, you have all that emotional stuff that you have to deal with. I still had to be on for my job. I couldn't just be like, you know, I'm not feeling that good. You know, I like, I still was logging in every day and, and trying to create different things and make sure everything like like so that no one could tell. And it's because I don't have that opportunity or that um I don't have that privilege of being like, you know, I'm not mentally there. I have to still perform. And I know that about myself because as we said, we already have two strikes. We're black and we're either male or female. So we gotta make sure we don't get that third one. So that's kind of the struggle of always having to be on. And we just kind of wish we didn't have to deal with it, but that's just kind of how life is right now. Yep. And to take to further that point, there's two things that came to mind as I sit here and we talk about this. One, Mr. Smith, you're familiar with the term or the item called an Iron Maid, right? Where basically someone like it was like a medieval torture thing that they did to punish criminals. Mm-hmm. Where it's this big iron casket where it's like shaped like a human, but a person is put in there and they're locked in there. And depending on the witch trials or whatever the particular case was, it was a form of torture. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you need a visual aid for some Black people's personal experience, that's what it feels like. You are feeling like you are trapped within your own body, which I believe um, a therapist or other people who are very more versed in the side effects of it you can tell in a black person's body, our bodies carry so much of the stress of having to be on, having to put on a certain persona in order to be able to work in these different environments. Like code switching and these personas are survival mechanisms. They're not just because we're the shit. We are, but that's beside the point. Literally, we have developed just like we've done with anything in America and in these environments have created tools in order to survive. I want you to imagine having to have these this struggle or this fight mechanism that's in your brain triggered all the time. You have, we literally, I think it was funny, someone posted a meme of Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker, and Miles Morales. For those who don't know, Miles Morales is, his, is Latino, Afro-Latino. And literally, this Peter Parker is explaining to him about the spider sense. The spider sense is where it basically like a danger sense. You can sense danger from a mile away, be able to help protect you, as Peter Parker explained. 
the joke was, which black people got it immediately, was Miles Morales literally asked Peter, is it supposed to be on all the time? And for my black listeners, you understand, dog, we have to literally have a eyes in the back of our head and always be on alert of what we say, how we dress, what we eat, how we handle situations. Literally, it is literally we're under a microscope at all times, even when someone is doing it uh, passively. Because you'll have people who will say, oh, well, I don't, I'm not prejudiced or I, I, I don't do all these things. I don't really hold these people. For those people, I need you to realize sometimes you do it uh, implicitly. I believe it's the term. And correct me if I'm wrong. But you're doing this without thinking. Because before you start saying, well, that person is tough to, diff- to work with, examine why are you saying that? Is it because that you said something the wrong way and they called you on it and they didn't let it slide? Or are they actually being disruptive or being offensive? Because Ultimately, a lot of times, if I if someone who is trying to take advantage of me in a situation and they ask me, well, is it okay if you can do that? And I just straight up say no, no, like, <laughs> no uh, patting it, no, like, pussyfooting around it. Literally just be like, no. If they ask for a reason, I don't want to. If more black people did that, dog, I promise you, some white folks and some other people are going to be real mad. Because let me make this very clear, too. It's not just white folks. There are other people of color that I'm looking at too. I'm like, dog, y'all, y'all, y'all get a little too comfortable with certain things, whether it's the N word, whether it's other stuff. It is very rare that you find a group of people that have to have two identities. I'm surprised there's more. There aren't more black people who are diagnosed with uh, multiple personality disorder, for as much as we have to be on. Now, again, I'm not a professional. I'm not trained in it, so I may not be the exact terms, but I hope you get the idea of where I'm coming from. So to bring it back to Angela Bassett, it's like, dog, for a 10-second clip of her showing emotions of being upset, dog, you don't know what she could have been going through. She may have family issues that she was upset about, and this just happened to push her over the edge. And if the worst thing that she did in the moment of she put her heart and soul in trying to to carry that movie for a good portion of it, where if you ask anybody who was a part of that movie, and I believe there was like a famous um, uh, MMA boxer or a fighter who literally was in the movie, and he expressed like, you just felt there's this cloud. And there's so much people in that movie who wanted to get the movie right for Chadwick. I know how much the movie means to me for my personal life and as a Marvel fan, as a superhero fan. But for the people who knew and cared about Chadwick and wanted to honor his life and her emotions, like, I'm sure she probably looked at him as like a pseudo son. She's older now, and she had a lot of emotion invested to it. But because she was black and she was a black woman, now she looks like, oh, she's mad or she's an angry black woman or she feels some type of way. Why couldn't she be happy for this other person? Dog, Why? What, for what reason? Why is she supposed to be happy for that other person? <clears throat> oh, she's being a sore loser. Dog. People who fly the Confederate flag are being a sore loser. I need you to hear that again. People who fly the Confederate flag are sore losers. 
people who put uh, swastikas or have those swastikas up are sore losers. I really need you to understand and resonate with that. Someone who shows a little bit about emotion is not a sore loser. You know what that's called? It's called being human. Allow people to be human. Black people want to be considered at least treated as human beings because for a good amount of time in America, we were treated like property. Mm. Mm. Oh, here's your collection plate. I, I'm going to go ahead and pass it around for everybody. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, preacher. See, that, and, and that's, and I mean, we can talk about this all the time. And I guess trying to spin it forward is just one thing that everyone who, to spend it to a personal experience, has told me in dealing with the passing of my father has very much been like, feel your feels. Part of being able to deal with these feelings and having to be honest, like sometimes, Doc, I need to uh, allow my emotions out. So you understand, I was not okay with this. I'm upset. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm feeling the emotional spectrum of all these things. So you understand that I am not this, for lack of a term, I don't know, the, I guess, Buckingham Palace guards that stand emotionless in front of the gates. Like, I am not this impenetrable soldier all the time. I get high. I get low. I feel everything in between. So allow me to have this moment. And if it really bothers you, you know what you really could do? Especially if it's on television, you can change off the channel. You can stop watching it. Because I promise you, as much as some people say, oh, well, it doesn't affect them. I, I, they get paid all this money to us up, dog. Just because they get paid a lot of money, just because they're famous, just because they're on television, doesn't mean that they don't feel things. And if we really were understanding and really supporting the mental health the way we're supposed to, we will allow everybody to have a little bit of grace. But maybe I'm just thinking too forward on those things. Who knows? Mr. Smith, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts is honestly like as a black person, understand that it's a like like Brother X said, it's having emotion. And hell, even sometimes I have to tell myself that at times, like, you know, it's okay to be upset. Now, obviously, uh a a, a kind of sneak peek. Uh the part that you heard with uh Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan, that was talking in mixed company. Because they said a lot in those few words. Literally, all it said was, hey, auntie, we love you. Translation, Angela, we know that's some bullshit. We know who you is. And you know what? We got your back. Like, they said all of that. We support without you. Without even yeah. having this. Yeah, they said all of that without even having to say that. And, and, as, and as Brother X said, every black person caught it was like, we love you, auntie. Like that, that's that's it. That's all we have to say. And everyone gets it. It's almost like having a a, a good spades partner. Shout out to my spades partner, Brother X. Uh, where you can read the lines and be like, <laughs> you can read the lines and be like, okay, I know what he's talking about. I know where we're going here. Okay, he's he's clubs tight. Like I, I get it. But again, allow people to have the ability to have emotion. And obviously, we're not saying act out and be you know, like throwing glasses across or whatever, because we have seen that with some white people too. And when they upset, they chuck stuff. Right. But again, as Brother X said, if all she did was just kind of have like a look like, dang, I got snubbed again. That's what's getting y'all up in arms? Y'all that bored? Because I'm sorry, that that's just me, like natural reaction. Like, oh, damn, she got snubbed again. Now, that hurts because, again, listeners, you heard the clip. 
You heard the emotion, and she brings it out of each person that she accesses. Hell, she should have got an Oscar for Tina Turner, to be honest. But we ain't got, we ain't gonna go there. Hey, um, talk talk your shit. But you know, like at, at the end of the day, anybody, black, white, you know, any nationality, any race, understand that the person that you're dealing with, they may have stuff that you don't know about. They may have stuff that they keep close to the chest because only certain people can deal with it. There's a lot going on. I mean, we're still having people that have PTSD about the pandemic. The pandemic was three years ago. It didn't feel like it. I can still remember people not even be able to leave their houses for a while or grocery stores where everybody was masked up. Like that's that's going to be with us for a while. And from there, a lot of people have had a lot of stuff that they've they've held in kind of not explode, but just kind of start to leak out more and more. So I always say, try to have grace with people because you don't know exactly what people are dealing with or going on in their life. And at the same time, have grace with yourself. If you've put a lot of work into it, you have a right and a privilege to be upset that, hey, I did everything I could and it didn't work. But then I need all people to do learn from Black people, whether it was slavery, whether it was Jim Crow, whether it was civil rights movement, whether it was voting, whether it was disenfranchisement, you name it, I could, the list could go on. Every single time you hear a black person say, well, pick yourself, you have, you have a few moments, pick yourself up and keep moving. Every black person has heard that at least once in their life. And we need other people to really understand that. We can't, we're not allowed to have those temper tantrums. White people are. And you know, we get it. We well, okay. We see it. We right. don't agree with it. We don't understand it because nigga. But <laughs> right. at the same time, just understand that this burden, that's that, that those those uh pictures where the dude is holding the world on his shoulders, that's black people 24-7. Yep. And no and no matter what, you have to be ready to say, okay. Before I go there with this person, why do I feel this way? As brother, I said that was a perfect way to say it. Why do I feel this way against this person? Is it because of something that I'm doing, or is it something that they're doing? And then, is there a better way to address this so that it doesn't become this? But if you're selfish, then you can get knuckle sandwiches to your eyes. But that's the end right there. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. So I think we, I think we've had a pretty good discussion. I think that our points have been made and we're just going to let, let it, let it marinate and let it uh, stay there for a little bit. Um, so just listeners, just be mindful of what we said. Um, we've already shared our transparent moment of just kind of allow people to feel their feels, especially if they're black people, um, especially if they're black women, especially during, um, women's history month. Um, but if you have any thoughts or you want to share us your, your opinions or you want to tell us some of your stories, you can always hit us up on our social media at the TNT pod, one, two, three on Twitter. Truth and Transparency Pod on Instagram, Truth and Transparency Pod on TikTok, The Truth and Transparency Podcast on Facebook, The Truth and Transparency Podcast on YouTube, and you can always email us at truthandtransparencypod123 at gmail.com. So for Mr. Smith, myself, the culture scientists, all of our friends, lovers, and supporters, um, thank you, thank you, thank you for the continued support, continue to run up those numbers. Um, I actually got a little sneak peek. I don't know if I told Mr. Smith this, but we got a special interview coming next week with a certain podcast. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But if this podcast is no bigger than what it is right now, 
I am forever grateful. Mr. Smith, Coach Scientist, everybody else who's been on the podcast is forever grateful. In the immortal words of my father, eat the elephant one bite at a time. Peace. Be birthday, Queen C and teacher. Bye. Hey, Auntie. We love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.